Hey, it's Chris McKay, and welcome to another edition of the Hot Country Podcast, being brought to you in part by Passport America. If you're paying full price for your campsite, you're paying 50% too much. And by Surfshark, secure your digital life, making sure your location is private and your sensitive data is secure. For more information on these and other sponsors, visit hotcountrypodcast.com. When we return, it's Nikki Nelson, singer, songwriter, and vocalist of the ACM award-winning band Highway 101. Nikki Nelson, welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm just really good. How are you? Uh, you know what? Long time no chat. I know. It's so fun doing this podcast and radio interview thing because I'm catching up with so many who who are like your friends for life. And it's so good to hear your voice. And thank you for taking my oh, call. You're more than welcome. I'm tickled pink to be talking to you today. It's been a long time and I've missed you. And I just love that we can reconnect and catch up. I know. And so much has happened in your life. So for for fun, yeah. let's pretend nobody knows who Nikki Nelson is. And let's take a okay. let's take this little journey down. That's not such a far shot. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so let's, let's take that journey. Now, I'm based in San Diego. You were born just outside yes. in La Mesa. Um, That's I, right. And then you moved off to Nevada. And then at the tender age of 18, Nikki Nelson runs off to Nashville and says, I'm going to be a star, and ends up as a bartender and a waitress at the palace where Randy oh Travis you was. Know so many, you know so many things. It's been a really nice um, full circle situation lately because the, the club that you're talking about is the Nashville Palace, mm-hmm. where I was too young to work there, but I had a little fake ID. <laughs> and I think the, the statute of limitations has run out, so I'm not really in trouble for that anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I was bartending and cocktail waitressing at the Nashville Palace. Amazing. And they have always been incredibly supportive of me. Now, uh, uh, Mr. John Hobbs has passed away the last couple of years. He was the owner, and he was just he just loved me, and he was just always supportive and kind uh but the palace has changed hands a couple times it's still within the hobbs family what is so awesome for me is that now i go back there and play as a featured artist amazing just tickles me i mean i love it and this is you know so many years later but i i really i'll always love and support the nashville palace it's a great place and they still support real country music, which is kind of rare in Nashville, believe it or not. It is indeed. And and I can just envision, as you were telling the story, Nikki, that there you are tending bar, and you're looking at the artist singing on stage, waiting, yes. waiting for the chance to be where they are. So that has exactly. to give you an appreciation not only to the palace and the management and the ownership, but the staff that's working in the background. So you you have a different uh, re- relationship with that. So that's kind of cool. It is cool. And I, I, I still have my name tag. Oh, and sorry. I still have my uh, my drink tray that I use that one of my girlfriends I was working with at the time wrote Tricky Nikki on it. And it's it's like uh, kind of inscribed in it. And I've still got that to this day. I keep it in my closet. And I just I think it's so cool. Yeah, you know what? The humble beginnings of, of planting roots in Nashville, and here you are 
some what thirty years later, twenty five years uh, later, you're still yeah. there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been it's been a, a good thirty years. I moved here in eighty seven. I, I want to share this story to show what a deep impact you and I have together, without knowing that we were together. I've shared the story of missing my chance to hang out with Garth Brooks as he opened for Chris Ledoux at the Cocky Bull in Victorville. So people go, mm. oh no, you mean Chris Ledoux opened for Garth? And I said, no. Garth opened no, for no. Chris. So <laughs> right. you, you want to share those stories so people understand that your love and passion. So I'm in a local clothing store buying a pair of jeans, and the manager of the store looks at me and said, you know, McKay, we listen to you all day. Why don't you mm-hmm. work here, and you're going to save money because we give a discount to employees. And I said, you know what? With with the way my hours are, uh, I'd only be available in the morning before I have to hit the station. And he said, you know what? Come open up for us. And I said, okay, let's make it happen. So I ended up going in, and it happened to be not only my first day, but it was also like an employee meeting day. And <laughs> this voice bellows out and says, before you can work here, Nikki Nelson or Paulette Carlson? Oh. And I said, well, that's, I said, well, that's not even a question. Of course, it's Nikki, because I have that fiery redhead in a framed picture in my office. And they said, and, and that was it. It was silent. It was like, OK. So it was a couple oh, hours. That is so a couple of hours later, somebody walks up to me and they said, well, good thing you answered that question correctly. And I said, yeah, me too. What was that all about? Oh, that was Gene Nelson, Nikki's dad. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God, no way. There's no chance in hell that we're, this happened. So I answered that. The, is so funny. And I answered the right way. So, of course, you know, that, yeah. and, and of course, that led to. Way to, get, to go, Chris. And uh, hey, way to go, Dad. I know. So <laughs> next, of course, I find out. And now he was a bass player, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So he was playing. You probably know the name of the band. But he would was I had no idea the correlation between the two of you, let alone um, that Gene was a musician in town, and he was doing the same thing I was. He had a little part time job in a Western wear store, and yes. at night he was doing uh, God, I think it was called Ron's Red Eye in a little avocado town, yes. uh, Fallbrook. Yes. That's exactly right, Fallbrook. And Fallbrook. That's exactly right. And, and he lives in Arkansas now. Oh. But that is so crazy. I yeah. love that. So I passed <laughs> the dad test. So I figured when I ask your hand in marriage, yes. I, I'm in because, that you know, that, something like that would happen. So let's talk about oh, Nikki. Yes. She She's, would agree. Uh, you're, you're in Nashville. You're young, tender age of 18 with a, with a fake driver's yes. license. And, yes. And out of all the things in the world... Somebody says, hey, listen, you need to audition for Highway 101. Right. And you go, tell me about that, Dave. What did that feel like? Oh, my goodness. So I had been working with uh, a guy who I still love dearly. His name is Larry Rogers, and he owned Studio 19, which is a very famous uh, local studio right down on Music Row. And unfortunately... Fortunately for him, I guess, he sold it. But Nashville's, the face of Nashville's changing so much with all the growth. But they have uh, raised that studio. It's not there anymore, which is really sad. But Studio 19 still exists under Larry Rogers, just in a different part of town. But it's not the original studio. But um, I, I don't remember exactly how we met him. But when I was 16 years old, my dad brought me back. Nashville and we just made a quick trip and and just green as we could be just knocking on doors 
handing out cassette tapes of our, you know, really poorly done demo that we (laughs) put together. And somehow this got in the hands of Larry Rogers. And while I was still 16, he cut two songs on me in his studio. He said, just come in here. I've got these tracks. Uh, we'll just throw down these couple songs and, and see what happens. Well, he actually wound up pressing a 45. This is aging me and mostly you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're there, sister. I totally get it. Yeah, we're there. But um, he just really believed in me, even though I sound like a baby on those recordings, which I did. I just sounded like a 16-year-old. But he believed in me, and he then found out about uh, the fact that Paulette had chose, um, made the choice to leave Highway. And he was friends with Martha Sharp. He was fr- he's still friends with everybody in town. If you know Larry, uh, he knows everybody. But Martha Sharp at Warner Brothers um, had let him know, or he heard through the grapevine somehow, and he got a hold of Martha. And he said, I've got a girl that I really want you to hear. And there's, <laughs> I've got a new uh, part of this story just recently, which is funny. I didn't even know. But uh, he contacted me and said, I've got you an audition with Highway 101. And I probably dropped what was ever in my hand at the moment. We did, with my dad's band, when I was singing with him, we did some Highway 101 things. Mm. We did the bed you made for me because there was a guy that used to come out to one of the clubs that we played at. He was super skinny and he, he wore a great big cowboy hat and we called him Thumbtack. Because that's what he looked like. <laughs> and I remember that he brought in just a tape, you know, how we used to do with our little um, tape recorders, just taped it off the radio and you could hear the, <laughs> yeah, you know, the background noise and everything. And he brought that to me and he said, I love this song and I want you to learn it. And we learned The Bed You Made For Me. And that was in 86, I believe, because I moved in 87. So it was a year before I moved. So I I knew the song, and to be perfectly honest, and this is not to disparage anyone, but I was not a big fan of Paulette's voice, Mm. but I was a big fan of the song and all the other songs that I heard, and I loved the band. And it was just so ironic that I would get that opportunity. So now fast forward, it's the day of the, uh, the audition. I was Chris, I was sick as a dog. I was as sick as I've ever been. And I went to the doctor, I had strep throat. And I said, there's just, I called Larry and I said, is there any way to put this off a day or two? And he said, nope. And I said, okay, well, so I got a shot in the hip and they gave me a bunch of medicine. uh, And I went in there not feeling good at all. Now let's clarify a shot in the hip, but we need to, we need to clarify a shot in the hip isn't putting you down. (laughs) That was to make you feel better. No, thank goodness. No, I didn't go to the vet. I went to the doctor. <laughs> if I had gone to the vet, that would be a whole different thing. And and I could barely afford a real doctor, so chances of me going to the vet were real. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, but I went. I was just so sick, and I told them, you know, I'm not feeling well. You know, I've been uh, fever-free for 24 hours, whatever. They said, come on, let's just do it. And we were at SIR. Uh, rehearsal studio and we were we spent a, a whole day I mean I got there early in the morning we went to dinner that night and they offered me the job wow. that night at dinner and I just couldn't believe it 
I just, I still kind of can't believe it, but they're all like family to me now. They're just, they're my brothers and man, it's been a beautiful ride with them. I love them so much and couldn't be more grateful for that situation. And, you know, it's, it's opened so many doors for whatever I want to do now. Exactly. You had said it uh, earlier that God has a plan for you. So you just roll with what the plan is. And I want to, you said your, your brotherhood with the band Highway 101. I I need to take a moment here and I know it's on the personal side, but I need to thank you and pay homage to Nikki because there was a time when Cactus, uh, for those that don't know, Cactus Mosier was the drummer of Highway 101 um, now, yeah. now married to he Winona. Still yeah, let's still, just, the, he's still the drummer. He still is. He's still the drummer and, <laughs> and married yeah. to Winona. And, and you know, it's like this yes. huge Nashville family, but he was involved in a horrible accident. He lost his leg right. and That's I right. had no way of, and you know me, I'm a big fan of Cactus as a drummer. You know, you like the drummers. Sure. It's one of those kind of things. And I well, and how do you not love a drummer who sits up on the front of the stage? Exactly. I mean, he, he was gonna, part of the band. You were going to like him or die. He no, no, no. Like, it, I'm shoving myself down your throat. <laughs> well, no. You know what I what I really loved about that was, as a drummer, you're a percussionist, and you're always in the back making yeah. the beat happen. That's what a drummer is. Yeah. And there's only a few drummers that get in the limelight. You could talk about uh, Ringo Starr. You could talk about um, sure. Phil, Phil Collins. Any of those drummers yeah. that were able to make their way to the front. And Cactus was there, so you, you like you said, you fall in love with him. I yeah, was, just I was amazing so, entertainer. And I was so worried around. about him, and the only way I could find information on him was what was in the tabloids. And, and admit it, here we go yeah. again, the drummer's in the background, so he didn't make the Nashville news for me to read on the air. And Nikki, what yeah. I loved about you, this is back before Limelight and FaceTime and Facebook and whatever that other uh, MySpace was around. The only thing we had to go on was AOL and, and AOL community. And you were so gracious to take time out of your day to keep me posted on, oh, on Cactus. Thank you. So I want to thank you for ta- for doing that. And that shows... What a brotherhood there was, and what a great band, by the way. I mean, I know we oh, had that ping pong of, of, of vocalist you. So let's put you on the spot here. What was okay. what was the first single that Nikki Nelson sang for Highway 101 that was released? I believe that was Bing Bang Boom. I think that was our very first single. We put that out at the very end of 1990, and our very first live show was ironically and i'll i'll tell you why it's ironic in a second uh january 16th of 91 and i remember that day very very clearly because it was the first day of desert storm and we were rehearsing at of course i would remember it anyway because it was my first live gig with the band and we had rehearsed and we'd already done the album and bing bang boom had just been released but uh, we played at a, a club in um, outside of Denver called the Grizzly Rose. And uh, I remember Cactus had a little transistor radio that day. And he was listening all day while we did sound check and, you know, got prepared for our show that night. He had his little transistor radio and he was like, oh, well, the bombs are flying. And it was just a, it was kind of an emotional, important all the way around day. Mm. Now. Ten years later to the day, 
I had my last child, my my youngest boy. Gotcha. On that, isn't that cool? It's anniversary so, dates. Things you January sixteenth is always a good day for uh, you know lots of memories for me. Well, it was one of my favorite tunes, and and here we go again, back in time. I actually yeah. still have my laminated backstage pass of Big Bang. Oh, uh, you do? I do. Oh, great. I'm so, it, it hangs on the wall, <laughs> this laminate, and people come in and they go, oh, look at that. And, and oh, Chris, so, that's so sweet. I, well, are you kidding? That's... Uh, so the next, oh, that's... <laughs> my, my next question would be, out of all the songs you did with Highway 101, which one would be mm-hmm. your favorite? My favorite is The Blame. Mm. I love that song. Uh, I loved it from the second I heard it. And I love to, I still do it every show that I perform. I still do it. And I still get lots of requests for it, whether it's a Mickey Nelson show or a highway show. Cause we still, we still play. Right. Um, Cactus will only play with us when he can and he can't very often because, you know, he's managing Winona now. Right. And right. They, you can't believe how busy they stay. She is an absolute oh. workhorse. They do, they tour at, of course, nobody's touring much now, but they are being so creative finding, uh, you know, live online things to do. And, you know, so he just stays really busy. But if he ever can do another highway show, he will be there. He is still our drummer. Um, but it's it's down to, we're the, the last soldiers, but it's down to Curtis Stone. And Yay, I. Curtis. But we'll still go out and do, I love him so much. We still go out and do highway shows and do, you know, there's nothing like a country music fan because they are so loyal. And dedicated. And they're so fun. Dedicated. Just absolutely the best. And uh, it's allowed us, you know, all these years, decades later, to still be able to go out and play the hits and, and really, you know, still put on a good, fun show. I mean, Curtis is just, I mean, Cactus too, obviously, but... Curtis is just uh, the biggest character and so much fun. I love him to death. He comes well, from the whole such band an amazing is. country music family. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. We're all a bunch of characters. That's true. So in 1997, you released... Mm-hmm. Too Little Sorry. Too Much, and I don't know how not to let... That, yeah. oh, I love that song. Mm. And, and let me tell you, both of those singles were playing here at the highway station, so you you should start seeing awesome. some residual checks somewhere <laughs> down the road. Needless to say, it didn't get released in mass distribution in the late 90s. Right. Everything was That's digital right. delivery. I know you're finding yourself on on the internet now, aren't you? You're, you've taken the time to go <laughs> search <laughs> Nikki Nelson. Um, I don't yeah, know. I tried to find out if I actually have a YouTube channel, and I... I found myself all over the place (laughs) yeah so that's fun (laughs) so i don't know if you know this or not it was like okay i need a better copy of too much uh, or too little too much i Mm -hmm. i need another copy so i scoured the internet and uh, but i need you to know that if if you want to buy it on amazon i love you nikki but i'm not going to pay 900 (laughs) i'm serious you can look it up you can you can look it up right now look for too little too much Okay. And the B side, I believe, was um, "Love Come Back." So the B, oh, yes. the B exactly side of the right. forty-five is on sale now at Amazon for nine hundred and two dollars and eighty-one cents. Oh my goodness! 
And I have to well, tell look, you, I'm not buying it either. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna send you. I'll, I'll text you uh, the oh list. I I kept the listing, and I, I'll send that to you. So we'll have that. But something. Tell me, tell me about the solo career. That's what this is segueing to. Why didn't it happen? It was that was a real heartbreaker for me, and I I got to work with Don Cook, who is a mm. just. The most amazing, there's a name for Nashville. wonderful producer. Oh gosh, and he's just, you know, Brooks and Dunn fame, and uh, so many great songs that he's written. He's just a wonderful man. And he called me out of the blue. I don't even know how he got my number. And he said, he said, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on with Highway. And we had kind of taken a hiatus. We didn't really break up. We just. uh Cactus was working with a local, get this, Irish Celtic rock band. Awesome. <laughs> they were called Kaylee Rain, and they were killer, and they were getting a little bit of traction. And Curtis had bought a studio in town, and he was you know, busy doing that. And we just were all kind of exploring different things, but we were still a band. And so Don called me, and he said, I don't know what's happening with Highway, but I would love to do a solo record with you. Mm. And once again, I dropped whatever was in my hand because what a blessed life I've had. And I'm so grateful. And then, and I told him, I said, I would love to do that. Let me get with the guys and make sure that I'm not offending anybody in any way and make sure the timing of everything is going to work out. He said, absolutely. Take your time. Talk to the guys. They were just, you know, you do it. Go, go, go. We're in your corner. And I called him back. In the few days from that conversation to the next, I found out I was pregnant with my oldest son. Mm. And I thought, okay, now this is going to change the landscape. So I called him back. I said, Don, here's the deal. I would love to do it, but I need you to know that I'm pregnant. He said, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) What what else would he say? And we just carried on. Yeah, well, there's, you know, there's a, there is some bias in Nashville. Nothing, you know, everybody loves babies. Right. But. You know, who wants a, a pregnant singer? I mean, this was, you got to remember, this was Shania Twain, right. mid-riff, uh, you know, time in uh, in country music. So I was, I was so thrilled that he felt that way. And he said, look, we'll do the record. If you're not feeling good, we won't do it that day. You know, we'll just right. take it as it goes. He said, I'm thrilled for you. Having a baby is the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I was like, okay, no, game on. So we did the record. It was with um, DKC, which was Don Cook's boutique label. I don't know if this is boring for people to hear. It's always interesting to me to know how things work. This is why they tune in. They want to hear these stories. Okay, good. Well, here's... Here's what happened, and it, it it broke my heart, but it it still I still got a great album out of the deal, and and so many friends. It's a really good album, but it was really it. There was only two artists on DKC Records, and it was uh, Wade Hayes and I. Uh-huh. And I love Wade so much, but he was on, uh, I was on the Columbia side, and he was on the what was the other side? It was Columbia and was an epic. Was it Epic? I, Gosh, now, look how old I'm getting. I can't remember these things. Columbia and, anyway, there was two sides of the label, and DKC, uh, the boutique label, was partnered with them. 
And so I was on one side and he was on the Epic. It was Epic. Columbia and Epic. Yeah, okay. And yeah, and they were so unbelievably excited about Wade. And I they had somehow been involved in uh learning about him and you know, just in from the ground floor. And I think what happened was they were kind of like handed my project to, and they weren't as on board. They were just like, oh, but we're so excited about this cowboy. Oh, yeah, but you got to work this thing, too. Mm. And if you've you've seen the video, uh, especially Too Little Too Much, they really changed my look. They straightened my hair, and it was fun, and I still think that was a good look and whatever, but they really tried to change a lot of who I, who I am. And I let them, uh, and it, it just didn't quite work out. Uh, and it was all kind of interpersonal things. It just didn't work out. The record was great. Don Cook was amazing. And that's okay because here again, God puts us where he wants us to be. Yeah. I, and I, I'll, I'll never regret that album, and I'll never regret that experience that I gained from that moment in time. I did an interview with uh, Jeff Carson. And, and as yeah, we, love w- Jeff. Jeff is just probably the most wholesome police officer there in, in Nashville. He's, he had, you Isn't know, he something? He is just an amazing man. He, we both talked about the, the weirdness of radio marketing and promotions, and I love mm-hmm. Curb Records, Mike Curb in the in the group. I mean, just awesome label, but man, their promotions and marketing team were to die for. They, just, you know, we need to introduce you to these people. What do you think of this? And and, and then yeah. then you find the people that don't do that. Nikki, I'm going to continue yeah. to play your music no matter what. I mean, I don't. I I, I tell people. All <laughs> well, the you time, just love me. I do, but I also love country music, and I I still say, and I think the reason oh, why the radio station is what it is, if the listener yes. likes the song, I have you know we have four thousand records in our library from the '80s and '90s. No radio station wow. has that, and the reason is, and and it's a weird philosophy on my part. But there were a ton of records that ranked anywhere from 60 to 40 that never broke the top 40. And then radio said, eh, that wasn't a hit. We'll, we'll let it go. Yeah, but they were amazing they, records. You, you know, you'd be surprised. Yeah. A number, 70, a <laughs> number 71 that only stayed on the charts for four weeks, you can still find people today that can sing word for word the lyrics of that song. Absolutely. And Chris, that's the reason why we still have a fan base and we can still tour when we haven't had a radio hit, you know, almost two decades, which, ouch, did I just say that out loud? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but we honestly still have a fan base and the fans are just as lovely as they ever have been. Yeah, we're just older. We're We're just older, but we we haven't forgotten everything. We've just forgotten... uh, what what we call ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> and and you have to put a you have to put a little bit more handicap seating in 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 the club. But <laughs> well, that's that's handy. That's why they call it handicap. That's right. It's handy. You know what? It's it's so fun to talk to people that st- and and Nikki, you will always have that passion. You hear it in your voice, and you hear it in your conversation. Oh, I love and, and what I, I love country music more than I love to and, breathe. Yeah, I, it's just been. From the time I was a little bitty girl, I've been madly in love with traditional country.
country music. And the older I get, that doesn't go away. I mean, I don't sit around my house and listen to Florida Georgia Line. I sit around and listen to George Jones and Merle Haggard oh. and Leona Williams and the classics, you know, and they're, you know, Patty Loveless and, uh, you know, some of my contemporaries as well, but mostly... I love the old stuff. My first radio job was was when Outlaw Country was in. So we had Merle, Johnny mm-hmm. Cash, Chris Christopherson. Yes. And and it's so funny you say Chris Christopherson say, "Oh, the actor." No, the singer that turned into no, an actor. The so singer. you have Ooh. that you have that gap of of realization that who these people are and what and how they contributed to country music. I'm a songwriter fan. I love country mm-hmm. songwriters. And again, I appreciate all levels of music. So whether, I mean, I'm a DJ, so I've I've done elevator music, I've done top forty, I've I've done everything sure. to, to to make a sure. living. But my my base is in country, so I'll leave a top forty radio station, go to a country club, and do some two stepping. So it was yeah. country, <laughs> and and country people have a passion for what they do, and like you said, there's a dedication from those that follow. With that said. We've gone now from Nikki Nelson's solo career, one album later, but mm-hmm. you mentioned the name Don Cook. Hello. You couldn't yeah. ask for a better yeah. backing. And then no, all of a sudden, wonderful. I found uh, an interview you just did recently. And without me yeah. even knowing, so I wasn't like the first to know, which shows you how how behind the times I am. Oh, but you're only about a week behind the times. I know, but, I sh- I, but see, people would always <laughs> ask me, what's going on in the country? And I go, blah, 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 blah. Um, Oh, no, I'd say you're cutting edge on this one because we haven't even sent it out to radio yet. So it's, uh, it's brand new. Okay, everybody. And I'm going to need your address so I can send it to you. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> you, you've already, you are so kind. Before this interview happened, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody, but I heard this mm-hmm. interview that you did with another morning show in Nashville or, or North Carolina, and you're announcing mm-hmm. a new single. And I think, let's, I don't even know when this show will air. But let's talk about the excitement and build up your new signal, which, by the way, she just sent to me while we're talking. Uh, yeah. Th- th- well, there's technology for you. Here, let me drop this in a text for you. Nikki, talk about the new release, Tequila, <laughs> shall we? I will. It's called Hey Tequila. And it was, it, this is kind of a funny uh, story about how this happened. I, the Nashville Palace called me one afternoon and said, we're in a panic. Our uh, our act for this afternoon has dropped out. Is there any way that you can come in and just fill flowers? And I said, heck yeah, I'm on my way. And so I jumped in my car. I called a girlfriend. I said, come up here, grab your guitar. Let's let's just do a you know a few hours up here having fun. We did that, and a guy came in. His name is Tony Nichols. I never met him before. He's a songwriter. He is He's a great some, songwriter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is. He he's a wonderful man. He's had a few um, a few cuts with Alabama. So anyway, I'd never met him before. He walked in that afternoon and saw uh, my girlfriend and I playing uh, just good old country music, filling some time for the palace. And he was just so excited. And he said, "I know I've never met you. I know you're going to think I'm crazy right now." But will you step out here on the patio with me and let me sing you a song? And I said, well, sure, of course. No problem. Let me pack up my guitar. It was the end of the gig. So I go out there on the patio with him, and he starts singing me this song. 
He said, here's the story. I wrote it for Tanya Tucker because she has a new tequila line out, and I think it would be just great for her. But I haven't had any response from her team yet. Then later on, he did hear back, and they put it on hold for a minute, and then they let it go. Right. So he said, if she doesn't do anything with it, will you cut it for me? And I said, well, yeah, I'd love to do that. No problem. So we exchanged numbers. I heard from him, uh, I don't know, maybe a month later. And he said, Tanya's turned it loose, and I really want a great vocal on it. I, I think you're the one. Will you cut this for me? I said, well, yeah. And so we went up to our friend Buddy Hyatt's uh, studio up in Hendersonville. And so we went up there and did the vocal. It turned out really, really, it's so country. Wait till you hear it. It's so country. Just what I like. He just was like, oh my gosh, now we have to do a video. And, you know, so we did a video on it. And I said, look, video is the last thing I want to do right now with these COVID pounds, but okay, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> so, and I'll send you the video as well. I'll Please. give you a, a link to the video. Yeah. And then we're going to put that up on, uh, on the YouTube channel. It literally any minute now, <laughs> it's just a matter of working out, you know, how we are with, uh, electronic stuff sometimes. But, uh, anyway, he, he has just blessed me with this song and I love it. When we went to do the video, we did it at a friend of his, named Steve Oliver's house. Beautiful little farm. He's got a gorgeous little cabin studio. That's the land where we did the video. Okay. Well, Steve Oliver and I started talking. He came to town as an artist on RCA in 91 or 92, I think. And then RCA picked him up as a writer. And so he didn't really pursue the artist thing as hard as he would have because he got a great writer's deal. And he is a great writer. So... Fast forward to the last month of my life currently, he and I have written four songs. Wow. We're writing with Tony. We're And I've never been a very prolific writer because I, I think leave the writing to the, the good writers and I'll just sing them. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't want to step on anybody's toes because I, I, I can string together a few words, but I don't fancy myself a writer. Until now, when I'm writing with these guys, and it's just become uh, just a dream come true to be able to write some really hardcore country stuff. I cannot wait for you to hear it. We've got an album that's just about done. And Steve Oliver and I are, it's a duet album with the two of us. And he was a co-writer with Dean Dillon, too. He's He's got a lot of street cred. But we're working on a Texas tour, since Texas is... Uh, decided to open up, and uh, I can't wait to send you that so you oh, can I start can, playing those. And, and, You're gonna and love I can't wait. Through. I can't wait to get your new stuff. I, I, I'm dying here. It's like a. Oh, I'm so excited about it. And I have to tell you, when I when I heard the interview about Hey Tequila, it was like I have been searching every day on on YouTube, and I, <laughs> I, I want to point something out. We're talking about age here. Never put the word yeah. the in front of it. So, because that really makes me old and you old when we say it. So we have to say on YouTube, not the YouTube. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't say the. the YouTube. You have to say yeah. It's on YouTube, or you don't want to say yeah. oh yeah. And I was on the Facebook, and I went the over Facebook. to the Twitter. So yeah, that just. I think that's true. Yeah, we age ourselves like yeah, twenty years when we true. do that. I just want to point that out. Do you, yeah, do you let's want, not do that. Yeah, just like I said, I I have to share with people that. Country people are exactly how you think they are. 
At no time can I walk up to you and say, oh, he's so different than I thought he would be. Not in country music. I mean, basically, you wear no, your heart right. on your sleeve and you, you look at something. You're right. I, I, again, my Garth, my Garth Brooks story is I missed meeting Garth four times. And it was one of those things when we finally did meet, he was just as gracious as you hear the stories about. And it, I didn't expect oh, he's that. Wonderful. He is just. Yeah, I mean, he's. You find as kind down. and you just wouldn't. You can't hardly believe that a man who has been that influential, right, and that famous beyond famous, everybody in every country knows who Garth Brooks is. He is so unbelievably humble and kind, and has never, ever forgotten his roots. His his roots. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's rarely, rarely ever a country artist that gets above the raisin, for sure. What you said about me keeping you in the loop with what was going on with oh, Cactus, Cactus, yeah. Winona was the one that kept me in the loop. Oh, and God bless her. The way I found out about that was my brother is a horse. There yeah, he's go. a farrier. Yeah, and so when my boys were little, I, I asked them to call him Uncle Fairy, which, <laughs> you know, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> He didn't think it was quite so funny, but <laughs> but he um, he was suing for uh, Cactus's daughter the day of the accident. So he was at the barn, and uh, her name is Sunshine. She got the call, and of course panicked. And uh, my brother called me and said, "Sister, I don't know exactly what has happened, but Cactus has been in an accident, and it's bad." Uh. And I called Winona. Immediately, this is while it's still happening. This was before he was at the hospital. Right. And now she was I riding. She was riding her own motorcycle. She was behind right? him. Yeah. Yes. 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 She was behind him and watched it all happen. Oh. There is a. Uh, they did a show called. Mm, I think it's called The Road Back. It destroys me to watch it. There's actual footage, uh, like camera footage, at the scene. Oh, just heartbreaking. But I called Winona. She didn't answer. I left her a message. She called me back within an hour and told me what was happening. And then she called me back after they were going to life flight him. And she said, it's bad. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and when she called me back, she said, do me a favor. I promise I will keep you up to date if you will be my point of contact. Oh, really? So For I'm... all the highway family. And so she, this flipping superstar who has no time for anything because she stays so busy and, and is so wanted by everybody, called me religiously and kept me updated. Every time there was something to tell, she would call me and say, let everybody know at least once a week during his whole getting well and even into, even into rehab until he was well enough to call me himself and I'm telling you, she is a force to be reckoned with. She's an amazing woman. And anybody who already loves Winona would only love her more. I believe it. If they really knew her intimately. She is an amazing person. I feel so honored that you would then put me in that chain. It wasn't you didn't send me a group text or a group AOL message. I mean, you literally said, Hey Chris, uh, this is what's going on with Cactus. And and now yeah. I feel even more honored that you would do that and, and make me part of that family. Because you got, you know, yeah. uh, Curtis and, and Cactus and you and the, and the whole Highway 101 thing, 
it it will never it will never go away. You guys are there. You're an instrumental part of country music. <laughs> um, I think this is a point where we can save it for another interview. I don't want to take up yes. any more of your day. I know you're you're busy yourself. Well, we've, we've got but plenty more to talk about. So we let's do. do this again. So sometime. again. Tell your dad I said hello, Cactus and and why? Please, please send my love. Absolutely. And 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 if you find people in Nashville, singer songwriters that go, do you remember Chris McKay in San Diego? Well, he's got this podcast. I would appreciate that. I'm going to keep you on the line <laughs> af- after this podcast. I want to keep you on the line. I'll send you my shipping address. Okay. I want um, the CD. I've never asked a CD. Yeah, from I'm a, gonna send you. I, I don't have a promotions a, team a, a anymore. CD DVD. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the CD slash DVD. You're okay. gonna. I don't even know if you have a DVD player. I don't. I do, Nikki. I, from my heart to your heart, I love you, and and I think the oh, world of you. And, thank you so much. And thank you for letting me just kind of hang out in your world via. Facebook and, and uh, Facebook and and I'm about to have well I have the domain and everything but I don't have the site live yet but it's thenickynelson.com so that will be coming very soon I, and I'll, I wrote I'll be it down all of our dates there I want to see I you guys you. again when you make the when you make the West Coast have fun in Nashville I, I can't you, wait you, to you see too. where Hate Tequila goes stay on the line I'll be with you in a minute. You've been listening to the Hot Country Podcast, a service of the Highway Station. I invite you to visit hotcountrypodcast.com for more information on our sponsors that keep the station and the podcast on the air. In full disclosure, I am an Amazon associate reseller, referral member with Passport America and Surfshark, and do earn revenue from qualifying purchases, so thanks in advance for helping. Hot Country Podcast can be heard on the Highway Station and can be downloaded from anywhere you find your favorite podcast. I'm Chris McKay. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another edition of the Hot Country Podcast.